Hey, it's Darthy from Hunted Australia, and I approve this podcast. First of all, Tony, do you want to do a disclaimer? Because this is a very different episode for us. Yes. Um, so we don't do guests. No. Ever. No. Except for now. Except for now. Um, so this is not a real episode. Oh, you've learnt the lingo. That's yeah. good. I went to my Brazilian today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ryan and I are chatting to somebody from his very favourite show. Thank you. Uh, and basically I only agreed to this because then it meant that I got a favour up my sleeve. So yep. the next time I watch a shit TV show, I'm allowed to ask for a favour. <laughs> Um, Just know that I requested you and Tony goes, cool, when Lord's in town, that'll be my one. So I that, love that I'm in the same league as yeah, Lord. That's exactly what yeah. I was about to say. That's I would have accepted Madonna think, you know? or Britney, but totally there. <laughs> Britney doesn't do press anymore. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, So we would love to chat about the TV show. Hunted. hunted. Yes. And I've been corrected that it's not actually called The Hunted. I think I kept calling it The Hunted, which yep. is a huge faux pas. Um, but would not you, a true fan. Would you like to introduce... Our guest. The winner of season one who stole our hearts. <laughs> Staffy, welcome to Tony Wright. Thank you for having me. This Plus, is this is an honour. <laughs> oh. Now, straight off the bat, and because this is what I think captured everyone's hearts, and I don't know if Tony knows this yet, what you won. You won I a heap did, of money. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. What are you doing with the money? Because this is going to melt everyone that listens to this podcast. Starting with the big questions. Well, yeah. I'll dive straight into it as yeah. long as I can remember. From when <laughs> I was like a, a young kid, I um, always wanted to get my knees done. So I went and got my knees done and now I'm taller. No, I'm joking. joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, on what? It's got Apparently it exists. You can make yourself taller. But no, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've no seen issues that TV. with my height. One thing I did have issues with was my dream of being a dad and I am a single gay male, which poses biological challenges. I've tried with many ex-boyfriends and we still can't doesn't procreate. Nope, doesn't doesn't how many times you finish up there, it still doesn't happen, huh? I keep getting offers through Grindr subsequent to the show. <laughs> I've never made it past a second date, but now I'm finally not being blocked as much as I used to. <laughs> um, but I always knew, as long as I can remember that I wanted to be a dad, I always knew as long as I could remember that I'm a gay man. So I knew that was not going to be an option for me because when I grew up, I never saw of that. Course. There was very limited visibility in the 80s and 90s. I just gave away my age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in my embryo state. <laughs> um, yeah, so I saved for 10 years to buy, get a deposit to get an apartment and then to think I need to save for another 10 years to save up a deposit to go through the surrogacy process. Like it was of pretty, pretty tough financially. So when the opportunity to do Hunted and potentially win prize money and put that towards my surrogacy journey, that was my... That was my key motivator and to give visibility to the community. I've had so many men reach out to me telling me how they've always wanted to be dads wow. and they had given up on that dream. But seeing me fighting for it on national TV, A, made them want me to win, but also reignited their passion for mm. being dads. So and just I, the visibility for yeah. people that that's something that people want and that it is so out of reach purely because of the money for so many people. Absolutely. And surrogacy and fertility issues have always been covered from various perspectives. You do see a lot of hetero couples. You see a lot of females who are struggling with fertility, mm -hmm. but not as much attention is given to single men or single gay men mm -hmm. who are people trying to adopt yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, so um, it's been a great 
reception from people who have learnt more about my desires and dreams of being a dad, but also it's really exciting to be 25 grand closer to that. Absolutely. I was so emotional after the finale because it's one thing to like, oh, this is exciting, it's a TV show, but as soon as you told that story and they, obviously the editing, they retold that story like, are just sprinting for the finish line, oh. and I was just sitting on the like screaming on the couch. The cynical X Radio producer in me, as soon as you would have told that them, to them, they would have gone fucking yep. Yeah, right. Let's <laughs> right go on in the finale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have so many people out there who have their their theories and like mm. everything. You get your skeptics, but yep. Matt and I were last minute additions as well to the cast. Wow. So really, like, I think we were producers' favourites. It also undermines a the struggle that we endured for twenty one days. <laughs> and the fact we got there from pretty good strategy. Yeah. Like oh, we were totally. planning, yeah. planning and to say that, you know, there are people out there who suspect, oh, you just got there because of your narrative. That narrative made it more prominently into yeah. the show. That's yeah. not something that was apparent earlier on. So yeah. um, that gets a little frustrating when I'm addressing <laughs> that particular thing. But at the end of the day, I got there because I got cars oh, of steel. Absolutely. I've been running cars away from steel, yeah. I've been running away from responsibility for 35 yeah. years. So <laughs> you've won season one. Congratulations. I, congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm Hunter's biggest fan. Yeah. Tony watched her first episode about two hours ago. So instead of Staffy or myself explaining what this show is, Tony Lodge. What is hunted? How does it work? Okay. So a heap of groups of two people, Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily couples romantically, but bunches of two people, they all agree to go on the run as fugitives, quote unquote, not actual illegal ones, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, have to go underground, right? Mm. Um, so you have to hand over your phones and everything and all of your rights, basically. You get, what, $500 cash and all you can fit in a backpack. Uh, correct. And that's all you could take with you. Um, and then they were able to track you and they had access to your Facebook. Or, oh, no, actually, all they had was your first and last name and where you're from. At the hunters. Yeah. Do you have so, to hand over your social media? So yeah, stuff? you do see it on episode one. Yeah. Us handing over all of our devices. All your phones yeah. and stuff. So yeah. they're replicating those state powers of surveillance when it comes to social media, yeah. electronic yeah. devices, and yeah. and also your name. I think your address or not address, just area. Yeah. And yeah. Your age. Unfortunately, I've been telling people I'm 21 for years. I'm <laughs> 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 on a national TV. Yeah. So Stony got pretty close there. That's pretty much it. Very very bang. Yeah. Bang on. Yes. Bang on. Um, and then there's a group of um like the world's best fucking detectives trying to find you. You took the words out of my mouth. Like yeah. The world's best fucking detectives and some pretty handsome ones too. <laughs> I just couldn't believe, I mean, how intense it is to watch. I mean, it's helped with the music and stuff, but actually looking at the detectives doing their thing, I was like, well, I cannot imagine doing that job. Yeah, it looks full on right. I think I'm pretty good at finding, you know, single boys on Facebook. But this is like <laughs> a next level, I need to right? recruit you. <laughs> uh, what's your single gay male demographic? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think what the best part of the show is, it's very easy as you're watching. I reckon this is my theory about why it's so popular. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to watch and go, oh, what would I do? Everyone has that thing and everyone reckons they know and obviously it's so much easier for us sitting on the couch. So I thought, what if Tony and I did it, right? This is my first thought. Now, Tony... When, when, when they do the celebrity version, it's when you're going to do it. No, no, They would not let us on a celebrity Uh, version. But I first thought, oh, well, Tony between the two of us is like the stressor warrior Mm -hmm. and I'm more calm and I was like, maybe Tony is too stressed. But now I think you need that person to be over because it's the paranoid people that go, no, we got to move. So what's... That's exactly what I thought. I was like, I actually, I wouldn't be good at the running. 
Uh, You'd be better than those Gold Coast girls that kept falling yeah. over everything. But it's not at all about the run. Like no. you can yeah. be like an Olympic athlete, but you can't outrun a chopper or a car. That's, no. that's so true. So physical endurance important, but the most important is strategy and gameplay. Yeah. yeah. And having complementary skill sets, absolutely. So is that a good mix of one to be a bit more calm and one to be because the between the two of us. Like, is that a good thing or is it a weakness of me being so chill because I'll just get caught and go, yeah, whatever? No, we'll just give you extra coffee and then that will elevate your <laughs> But I reckon I'd be able to make a really good, like, snap decision. I'd be like, no, we need to leave. Yeah, Whereas I think exactly what you need to be doing on the road. Where you'd be fucking staying at Vicky's house, like those yeah. two birds in the first <laughs> oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> Vicky, she's got no fucking idea. Yeah. She's like, oh, hello, answering <laughs> the phone. The cops are on the other end. Anyway. <laughs> uh, one thing we need to ask is... Uh, and Tony and I were looking at, even though Tony's just watched the first episode, I sent a link to your dress-ups, which was called Kmart Drag. Uh, let me get the headline here. Viewers mock extreme reality show Hunted Australia as a bumbling fugitive dresses up as a nonna in an op shop dress while trying to evade capture. Uh, what's the vibe of the article there, Tony? Um, so it's it's actually hilarious. And describe so, what Staffy's wearing. I think it's pretty flattering. I was described as the weirdest <laughs> moment in Australian television in 2022. If I, that's a Lugis category, I'm the winner. I was literally so. about to say that's gold, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you are dressed in like a, a floral dress uh, and then you've got like a netting uh, cover, which isn't that like for Greek mourners? Uh, I took everything out of my grandmother's wardrobe. So the weekend <laughs> before I said, hey, grandma, can you get me some lettuce from the backyard and then just raided a wardrobe? <laughs> and I had no idea that the netting was so visible because when I got the netting in the house, mm. it looked like it was com- like more opaque than it was. Oh, yeah. But, but then you can actually see in straight daylight through with it. sunshine you see straight through to it. my bold spot, <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Because I think everyone went, oh, this is an exciting show. And then we went, hang on, you're What's taking the piss. Here? Because when you're trying to uh, blend in and not be recognised, you couldn't have stood out more. <laughs> I think the uh, the other reality is as visible as that might have been, yeah. as long as you, you look Different. something away from your own aesthetic. Yeah. Even though I acknowledge it was a very, very small distance from my aesthetic, <laughs> but it was not Starthy in his, um, you know, Kmart cargo pants and yep. boots walking down the street, which would have been the absolute most obvious. Yeah. Yep. Maybe Nona was the second most, most obvious, obvious. <laughs> option. And whilst we went there to defy some stereotypes, we also went to conform to some. And... <laughs> <laughs> so are you going on RuPaul next? Is I, that what I you're got thinking? the call yesterday. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I just like, like... come up with a drag name, which we actually developed on the show, Avery Goodlay. Oh, I think I remember. But the hunters didn't know who Avery was. I remember, and that was funny. And when you were you, so you were meeting up with the drag queen. It was that in Dalesford. That was that. We went for the Chili Up Festival, which was a risky option, and that's where Matt got caught. Yeah, we wouldn't change anything because the outcome at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely, risk that. But um, yeah, but when you were talking in drag name code, I was like watching, trying to figure out what the hell. And of course, because then you're confusing me, you're confusing the hunters. Yeah, and that was the hunters were onto it. They're like, this is complete like misinformation. They're just like throwing so much info out out there. They don't know how to differentiate between truth, fact, fiction, reality. And that was a major strategy going into it. Our codes with Catherine, our codes with Dean. If they were intercepting phone calls, I've done surveillance work in the past. They can't understand what we're talking about. Well, I can't say combi van. I'm going to say chocolate. I can't say laneway behind the pub. I'm going to say where we first met Avery. So that having that awareness of what they might be doing, I'm like, I've got to be two steps ahead. And it kind of So worked. how much time do you, like, 
are you weeks out strategizing planning or what are you like how much time do you have to figure it out we, you everything was organized on the run so nothing was organized in advance in our heads we had decoys. like ideas and stuff we yeah. our, our d's our disguises yeah. our decoys mm-hmm. and our diligence not the other d's yes. which many people have yeah. well, you had that as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the night of the 21st <laughs> But yeah, so we, we we had that in our mind that we were constantly going to be using decoys and disguises in various ways and throwing a lot of information out there so they didn't know what we were doing. That, But then the other thing in retrospect, when you start reflecting, you're like, there's also an element of we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. So we yeah. wake up in the morning and be like, hey, Matt, where are we going? And he's like, oh, I've got no idea. And then I'm like, that's good because if you don't, nor, nor, nor did the hunters. Yeah. yeah, true. But season two, three, four and all the other seasons, they're going to have that awareness. They're going to be thinking a bit too much, mm-hmm. which I think might be their worst enemy. But it was something that kind of was difficult and it caused a lot of anxiety and paranoia. But as a gameplay strategy, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. of course. So in the final scene... When you, you're running to the helicopter, basically the helicopter is the same as any video game. There's that one moment of that's where you got to get to. <laughs> and so we've heard your story about using the money for sur- surrogacy. You can see the helicopter in the distance. You're sprinting after it. And then we see the hunters who are also can see the helicopter. And it's like a sprint and holy shit. Oh, my spinal cord is coming back up. Yeah. Every time I think of that moment, oh. every emotion. Yeah. And I was scared after we finished filming. I was like. I've never done TV. Is that actually going to capture the intensity of that scene? Yeah. Like my anxiety, my pressure in that moment. I got a blood nose that morning. Like I was so oh, stressed. I remember that, yeah. That I just couldn't stop bleeding. Oh, by the way, that guy up. threw you under the bus. Oh, there were a few buses. Yeah, far out. Uh, but so you, you've got a blood nose and you're running and you've got a backpack and I've seen you going, it's the end. You just toss the backpack okay, away and you're like. Pitch, pitch, uh, piff the backpack. Yeah, and just run for anything it. and just run because at that point it was literally two minutes. So from when you get to the helicopter – when you watch the cut, it looks like they're three seconds behind you. In reality, like how close were they? So we had that 10-minute window that the show covered that yep. you had to get there from 12.50 to 1, 1 o'clock. p.m. Yep. And at 12.55, I was two blocks away and I was going to start that sprint. But yep. my helper had gone to the corner and saw a group of hunters. Oh, and I was shit. like, they're right there. So I was like, I can't navigate this way. So that's when I, you see me bolt in the opposite direction, yeah. pick my bag. And at that point I was like, I got to go a block away from where they were. And then when I intersect on that main street and potentially bump into them or they see me, yeah. just trust your legs. Yeah. And at that point, that's when I see, see them on the road and see the others when I hit the sand on my periphery. Yeah. So I'm not stopping and actually looking to confirm who and how many, but on your periphery, you yep. can see black it, t-shirts, keep going, keep your eyes we, down. We had no uh-huh. visual at that point. Like we had, yeah. hadn't met or inter. Oh, I, I did see Matt Hunters. So correction. I did. Yep. I had the idea, that but it I, hadn't been coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So then to like have that, on your periphery, <gasps> and at the, and I've seen all the foreign versions, and in the UK they've caught everyone. They've caught people two meters before the extraction point. Oh, I knew that was a, a possibility, possible yeah. reality. Like, There's no like, oh, he's got close enough. Yeah. So I was like, am I going to be that guy? And I could see Rob in the chopper. I was like, they've already got a winner. Yeah, they don't <laughs> I was need like, me. Oh shit! <laughs> and I don't even know what I was speaking or saying. I hear it now and it was like I was speaking in tongues I don't even know what sounds were coming out of my mouth but it was all captured on screen and I was like oh god that was like so accurate that moment the anxiety oh. of that and just bolting and I was like because <laughs> in your head you're like oh I'm like literally I'm meters away from starting this journey like mm-hmm. in yeah. a few months I could be in Europe and making appointments with clinics and my entire life can take a 180 depending on what happens in the next three seconds like that's such a big <laughs> whew, 
That's terrifying. I would have thrown up. <laughs> Honestly, I, I actually think that I would have just passed out and been like, you know what? I don't want the money. I don't yeah. want the money. <laughs> uh, so Tony and I have both worked uh, like as producers and like behind the scenes of different bits and pieces. And I guess I'm seeing this show and I think it looks great. You're on the run. You're in disguise. But you've got a camera guy following you around. Um, is that like a massive hindrance or is it a help when you That's approach strangers? I was thinking. I love when this comes up in conversation because it's very easily addressed with two thoughts. Yeah. A, if they can see the cameraman, the hunters have already hunted you for reasons unrelated to the cameraman. Yeah. It's not like I could have 300 cameramen and a Madonna live show at yeah. the Great Ocean Road, but if the hunters are in Melbourne, they don't know that. Yeah. Unless... I cross CCTV, I use my phone, yep. someone from the public rats me out. Mm -hmm. And then the second reason, when it gets to that point where you get the visibility, they're being filmed. Of course. Like this works both ways. Like people forget that, yeah, at that point, yeah, obviously you need to capture Because they're it. undercover as well. Yeah. yeah. And the alternative, do you want an audio book on Channel 10 next year? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> if you get no cameras, that's well, what you're getting. I've literally written down here. Hunted podcast, you 2023. You can't make a great show without great footage. Like it is a show without Exactly. Like, so in, is there a little bit of like, oh, when you run across that bridge, can you go again and we'll film from the other direction and that kind of stuff? Or no, is because Matt and I are perfectionists. We always get it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but was there any of that where they were like, oh, you running out of that building, we didn't quite get it, could you do it again? Like, was there any of that? Not, not for us. I don't know yeah. what other experiences were, but we were, wow. because on this show, you're, you, you don't really have the luxury of time. No. And there's also like, like mate, yeah, I've got 50 grand on the line. Exactly. I'm not going to do. I'm not pausing here to like accommodate this. I'm yeah. just running. And I just, and being involved in the first season, that mm. complete unaware, unknown, like as you progress, you see the hunters when Matt got caught and you get those interactions. But at the beginning, you don't know if there's a hundred, you don't know if there's 10, you don't yeah. know if there's 50. Yeah. You assume they're going to be like in military operational gear. Yeah. You don't know that. You don't know what kind of cars they're driving. So yeah. all of a sudden you're just paranoid when there's any car. You're yeah. paranoid when there's any person, yeah. even a random member of the public who's just like, you know, going about their coffee, dad. Like, Leave me alone, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine how anxious the camera people would have been as well because they're worried that they're going to miss an amazing moment. So they're kind of like there was a there's a scene in the first episode where like they're um, we're running after the old birds that got caught in the first one and there's like a wheelie bin and like the cameraman like jumps over a wheelie Fire bin. Yeah. And I was like, holy cannoli. Yeah. Can you imagine having been running behind and you're like, if you miss something, like can you imagine how angry the fucking TV bosses would have been yeah. if you stack it over the wheelie bin and you miss the shot of, you know, any credit where credit's due, like again, not knowing anything about TV production, but to do what they did to yeah. produce and create what they did oh in that, God. like logistically, I start to think about it. So it's a, every oh, other show, it's and how much footage they would have yeah, had to go yeah. through. Survivor, Amazing Race, Big Brother, every other reality genre yeah. has a format, has a structure. This doesn't even have a structure. Yeah. Like we wake up in the morning and Matt and I choose where we're going. How do they plan for that? Like how yeah. do they produce that? Like your teams could literally, oh, wait, we weren't allowed to go to Mykonos. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is it the same camera person the whole time? Yeah, we we had uh, our BFF now who's like family. And I was going to say, do you, obviously it's not on the show, but the reality of the three of you being on the road, you'd have to develop a sort of a friendship oh, relationship. Poor right? man stuck with Matt and I for all that oh, time. Yeah. So He's a but, changed man now. He needs therapy. So you don't like ignore <laughs> them obviously 
when it's night and you're going to bed, like they need a place to stay as well. well and they, they're with you 24-7. Yeah. Like they're, they're your protection. They're your cameraman. They're, they're making sure that everything's by the book and yeah. you don't escape and go get funds from someone or do something. Oh, so like, they're sort of a camera slash... Security. Yeah, keeping an eye on them, make sure the well, rules gotta, are being... You've got to make sure everyone's adhering to the rules and it's a fair game for everyone. Of course, so you, yeah. If you just let people off in the wild with GoPros, then mm. what's stopping them from breaking the rules? Yeah, that's, that's very true. advantage and yeah. that's not going to be enjoyable. You want to actually see people use the 500, use yeah. The, yeah. The, the card yeah. that they And do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So when it's all said and done, is the camera person, like obviously it's their job and whatever, but like are they pumped that you won? Like oh, what? Hell yeah. Yeah. Because now I'm taking him to Mykonos. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was such a, such a good vibe and the, the, the staff involved and everyone that we work with, it was just, yeah, really, even all the Fugees, it's all the other, I keep comparing to other shows where yeah. everyone's competing against each other. Technically, 18 people could have got to that chopper. It would have had to be a really big chopper, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you're not competing with these Fugees. So yeah. we've got like this shared experience and we've all connected now and it's just, yeah, That's really, so really nice. cool. That's so cool. It's like the first season of Big Brother where they didn't know what this was going to be. Me, like. Yeah, yeah well, real uncharted territory. Yeah. Uncharted, yeah. So there was a lot of like, like I, I mentioned on the pod a few weeks ago, a lot of manly man kind of vibe from the hunters. Some pretty shit language, to be honest, from some oh, of the, oh the fugitives yeah. and stuff. From the like people, the security people, like yeah. the, whatever they're fucking called. Yeah. Um, I was just like, oh. So once you've seen, because obviously you don't know at the time, you're just running for your life. But now that you've like watched the show back, does it increase the sense of like yourself, a gay man, rob a bigger boy? Is there a, this nice, satisfying like... Sucked the in. smile has Smug. not left my face. Yeah, I bet. I've been taking you fucking self- deserve that. Selfies yeah. every night and right? I've been tagging all the hunters. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wait, wait until I come back next year as a hunter and I catch all the fugitives. So yeah. then I outlasted you guys and I did your job for you next yeah. year. <laughs> so you actually want to flip sides because you're loving the show. You want to go oh, be I a- love it. Like I'm so obsessed with the format and I know Jake is a police officer in WA yep. with mm. my surveillance background. Yep. I keep saying to Jake, let's do it. Team... Foxy Foxtrot, you and I. Let's, what a, let's pitch this. That'd be but, mad not to because what a twist. Like, yeah. And the fact that you guys did well, it's not like, oh, someone that was on for an episode wanted to do something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I think you'd bring a little bit of a different colour mm. and flamboyant energy to Hunter HQ. And it, sh- and it needs it, a to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> say if Tony and I are doing it next year, what's like... If. This is a huge big win. If. What's, did, you get your, did you get your audition video in? <laughs> uh, not yet, no. What's one thing that Tony and I could do that would, like, help our chances of winning this show? Oh, like strategy on the road? Strategy on the yeah. road or even just like you said, because you know, like, we're, like, very different. Like, what? where do we lean? Like, what's the... I won't go down the triple D because we've spoken about... <laughs> yeah, triple, triple D, yeah. I'll, like, pass the parcel, trail mail. Don't rely on digital communication. Yeah. Get an envelope and put an envelope in that envelope and put an envelope in that envelope and put an envelope in that envelope yeah. and then distribute that to people and give them instruction inside, maybe with codes yeah, and right. make sure that that gets delivered Ooh. to people hand in hand. Make Maybe have a USB in there and maybe in Ooh. that USB have images of you from various parts of the state. Get them to create fake social media for you, like maybe an Instagram account that didn't exist eight months ago. Holy Hypothetically shit. speaking, that's what I'd do. Okay. Interesting. That's very interesting. Ooh. People are fucked if you're a hunter next season. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be thinking of everything, every piece of paper. You're like, that's them. That's them. 
I've always used my background in very strange ways. There was this one time that I had 10 grand stolen from me. What? Like it was um, this crazy story. Like in real life? In real life. Yeah. So I closed the bank account and I withdrew 10 grand from this bank account. Yeah. And I was going to take it to my other bank, but I had a barber appointment in the meantime. Wearing my black uh, North Face backpack. Yeah. I sat down at the barber shop, my favorite barber in the world. Finish off. He gets my backpack and I'm like, Jack, that's not my backpack. And he goes, what? I'm like, that's not my backpack. He goes, oh, the guy sitting next to you had a black North Face backpack too. And I was like, Jack, I had 10 grand in there. And he's like, what are you doing with 10 grand in your backpack? Yeah, yeah. I mean, fair question. Yeah, yeah fair yeah. question. Um, and then they're like, Did what? he know that he stole it or was it a mistake? It was a mistake, accident. But, oh, the story progresses. Oh, the story continues. And then the barbershop calls this guy and he says, oh, my God, yeah, this isn't my backpack. I'm in South Bank. I'm like two minutes away from the barbershop. I'll, I'll be right over. And this was 5 p.m. Yeah. Quarter past five. 5.30. Because he's had a squeeze, Because he right? goes, what the fuck's in this backpack? Yeah. That Quarter he wants to so bad. He sounds a bit stressed. Gets to 6 p.m. He comes into the barber store with my backpack. He hands over my backpack and the first thing I do is open this zip yeah. and look where the of cash was. Of course, yeah. Of course. Empty. But it's the same guy. Oh, the same guy. Same guy. The goal. And I just said, oh, I think there was something in here. And he goes, no, I, this is how I found the backpack. And in that moment, I pause the story and tell everyone, what would you do in that scenario? Like if we were you? Yeah, if you were me in that scenario. Well, there, there is no like, oh, this is what I... It's like, I do know for a fact... I'm not, you know, that there was actually stuff in there. Um, you've been, do your citizens arrest? Like, what can you do? Do you respond with emotion? Do you respond with violence? Call the police. So many options, but no one has said they would do what I did. <laughs> and that's why you won the show. Yeah. So what did, what did you do? In that moment, I looked him in the eyes and I said, I'm so sorry, mate. I'm, I'm losing my mind. It's been a long day. What? There was nothing in there. Enjoy. Have a great day. Bless you. What the fuck? And then he left. But what he didn't know yeah. is in the hour I was in the barber shop, yeah. I went through all his identity documents. <laughs> oh, because you had his bag. I had his bag. <laughs> so I started hypothesizing what could happen. <laughs> what I'm like, what if this guy doesn't come back? I need to have a plan B and plan C and plan D. And this is why I one hunted Australia season one. So he leaves, but in addition to having his info, yeah. I needed him to be so complacent and think that I was absolutely insane. Yeah. Because if he was onto me, he would have either left it at a mate's place, stashed it, got rid of it, stashed it, yeah. done something. I spent the next week surveilling this residence, yeah. making sure I knew how many people he lived with, what his movements were like, when he came, when he went. Because my only goal in this moment was. I need my that 10 money grand. back. Absolutely. Like, this is 10 grand. I was working for like $12 an yeah. hour and APS. Like, come on. Um, and after confirming his movements, yeah. when he was gone, when he wasn't, he lived um, on a laneway and would always leave the bedroom window open. I literally entered and opened his desk drawer, and <gasps> my ANZ envelope was in the top drawer with Holy the same elastic bands. Holy shit. And what's he going to do? Go to the cops? What's he going to do? Go to the cops? He's like stolen 10 grand from me. Holy shit. So then I took my cash back. Are you okay, Tony? That morning, I also ate food that really, really doesn't sit well. With oh, you did it! In his bed! In his bed, I lifted the Duna cover. You did it! You did it! <laughs> yes! <laughs> 
This is the best story involving a barber this podcast has ever heard. <laughs> and then and then I closed the bed sheet and now he's probably maybe yeah, he's listening because you guys have millions of listeners and they are Australian. And oh if my he's still, god. If he's still living and here, again, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Dude, you stole ten go grand complain. from me, mate. I needed it back. I didn't break anything, I didn't steal anything, <laughs> I took my ten grand back. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been quiet for this long. No. I am genuinely speechless. <laughs> what psychotic behaviour. I mean, it paid off. Yeah. Ten grand's worth. Yeah, I mean. Like, it fucking paid off, but that's pretty crazy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to piss you off. <laughs> Wait until I'm a hunter. <laughs> yeah, People far think out. I'm just a gay, but... No. <laughs> I, I watch just... RuPaul's Drag Race, but I also watch Mission Impossible. Cool. Yeah. Made well, now I've just realised, oh... That's insane. Not just anyone can be in this show. No, you have to. <laughs> you see, I don't five have steps that. Ahead. I don't have that razor sharp brain. I don't think. I, I don't do think now. I could be that cutthroat. But fucking good on you. That is. But then again, you wouldn't be dumb enough to go to a barber and leave ten grand on the ground. Yeah, exactly. I so I mean, very, 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 very valid point. I also wouldn't steal ten grand from somebody. So yeah, true. I well. think my moment where I was like, now I'm on a mission, is when they looked me in the eyes and said, no. Nah. There was nothing there. Fuck it's like guy. you don't know whether that money was used for a child, for medical treatment, yeah. whether that was my grandmother's. Like you have no awareness oh. of that. And for them to like look you in the eye and lie, I was like, nah, I'm getting this money back. Fuck, I'm that's gonna, crazy. Now, now I'm on a mission. Well, um, screw so Hunter. You... That's the best story I've heard on this <laughs> no, podcast. No, no, no. I've got a question. Yeah. Have you never gone back to the barber? I do. No, it's my favourite barber in the world. Because... What if you cross paths with yeah. this guy again? I don't think he's ever making his face. <laughs> yeah, he's still the bad he's guy. He's probably more worried than you. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I reckon he's left the country and he's now living in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> yeah, so oh, I hope not so. with your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Darthy, thanks so much for coming in, man. Oh, I, like I said I was obsessed with the show, and so uh, this good. is so good. I fuck up. If that. anybody hasn't watched the show, they definitely they definitely will now. Like having listened to the behind the scenes stuff and yeah. hearing how fucking crazy you are. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Darthy does all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, but you can watch it on 10 Play. Yep. Yeah. Um, 10 play. And if you're not in Australia, you can get a VPN or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you figure out. That something. sounds like your problem. Um, but thank you for listening and thank you for coming in. And thank you thank for the Spanakopita so that I'm going to go and fuck yeah. with that you brought time. in. Thank you yeah. for having me. I've been going to bed with you the last couple of weeks. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Hopefully it wasn't the bed you shut in. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, sometimes I fell asleep before you were finished, Ryan. But yeah. Um, I do that sometimes too. True. Yeah. We're only human. <laughs> not in the podcast. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs>